the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Friends, if you look out there, you're going to see war. You're going to see hatred. If you look to Jesus, you're going to see answers. You're going to see love. You're going to see acceptance. And you're going to grow in Christ to become gold. That is Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Today's broadcast with Pastor Mike is entitled, Golden Choices in the New Life. That's Golden Choices in the New Life, and we will bring you the first portion of that message here today. Thanks for listening. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, please call us today at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Let's get underway with the first portion to a message Pastor Michael Oxentenko entitles, Golden Choices in the New Life. Pastor Mike. Let's pray. Father, as we bow our heads here, we look at Jesus and we see a perfect man. We look at ourselves and we're not there. But boy, we want to be there. We want to be close to him and close to each other and close to you for all time. Help us, I pray, to seize the cross and never look back. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you like gold? I got a birthday present a family member gave me, one-tenth of one ounce of gold. How many of you like to have a little gold in your house? I didn't have any, and so this family member gave me one-tenth of one ounce of gold. I was so impressed. I was thinking of one-tenth of one ounce. Now, if one ounce of gold has a certain value, what would one-tenth of one ounce mean? That would be the, you guys know, the tithe. For the one ounce of gold. So I thought that was kind of neat. One-tenth of one ounce of gold. Gold closed the day before I worked on my sermon with a spot price of $1,828.60. That was Thursday. A spot price is the price of gold for personal delivery. Think about that. You can buy gold online or at least purchase it in the markets. And they will actually deliver it to you if you do it the right way. What makes gold so valuable? It can come to your door. The U.S. Postal Service can deliver to you an ounce or a thousand ounces of gold, and they do it all the time. But what makes it so valuable? Why are people interacting with gold on the markets? There are five rare metals traded on the open markets, but gold is the largest market because gold represents the value of a precious metal in our mind that is the most precious metal to hold in your hands. Many people today want that warm glow of gold in your hand. Have you ever held a piece of gold in your hand? Raise your hand if you're in that group. Okay, well, if I can find my piece of gold running around here, I'll let you look at it. But there's something special about looking and touching a beautiful piece of gold. Have you ever noticed that gold doesn't rust? It's as shiny as the day it was put away. You can look at it. There have been times when entire economies and monetary systems were based on the amount of gold in the treasury of that country or kingdom. Gold has industrial value as well. 
Gold is a fine conductor, less reactive, extremely malleable, and gold doesn't corrode. There is no rusty gold out there. Gold stays shiny for this very reason. Astronomers and physicists tell us that gold has its origins in a star that goes supernova and explodes. So when a star blows up, gold comes out. When you hold a piece of gold in your hand, you're holding stardust in your hand. In the Hebrew sanctuary, the golden candlesticks, which was in the holy place, opposite the table of showbread, which was made of gold, gold represents the starry heavens above. And so when you look at the light of the seven-branch candlestick, and you see those seven lamps burning in the holy place, you look up at the stars at night, you make the association that somehow they represent stars. The Hebrew word for light in the holy place is ma'or. It is the word used for the light of the sun, the moon, and the stars on the fourth day. In the Bible, gold is a symbol of wisdom because wisdom is worth more than any amount of money. How many would rather have wisdom than money? Are you in that club? There's good reason for this. Wisdom is the way to health, and wisdom is the way to keep it and use it right. So if you have wisdom, you can make money. If you have no wisdom, you usually lose money. Proverbs three thirteen to 16. What does the Bible say? Happy is the man who finds, what does it say in your scripture there? Who finds wisdom and the man who gets understanding for the gain from it is better than the gain from silver and its profit better than the profit of what? Gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand and her left hand are riches and honor. Based on this, I want wisdom in my life. What about you? I want the good gold of God in my life. Solomon repeats himself in Proverbs 16, verse 16. To get wisdom is better than gold. To get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Proverbs 25, 11, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver, like a gold ring or an ornament of gold, is a wise reprover to a listening ear. So when someone gives you good advice, when someone tells you you aren't doing it quite right, it's better than gold to get that wise advice. In Proverbs 17, 3, The gold that God wants inside of each of us is to be tried in a furnace of affliction by God. It takes heat. It takes pressure. It takes a scourging of a sword, a trial for the gold in you to come out in the end and shine. None of us becomes beautiful without being tested and tried like gold in the fire. So if we want gold, we have to go through the fire. Proverbs 17, verse 3. The crucible is for silver... The furnace is for gold. And here's the key phrase. The Lord tries hearts. The Lord allows us to go through the fire. The Lord allows us to experience those difficulties in life. The Lord allows us to go through the fire so we can become gold. It's worth the outcome in the end. So he lets us experience this. The Apostle Peter picked up on this verse in 1 Peter where he talked about the imperishable inheritance that God has laid up for every person who goes the distance with God in a life of genuine faith in full surrender to Jesus. If you start the journey with Christ in the end, you will have character like gold. God will make it so. 1 Peter 1.7 So that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, which though perishable is tested by fire, 
may redound to praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We're going to go through the fire at the time of the end. We're going to experience struggles and trials that are unimaginable. But when it is over in the plan of God, we are going to shine like stars forever and ever in the vast kingdom of God. We will be gold tried in the fire, claimed as a treasure for all eternity. Verse 8, without having seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with an utterable and exalted joy. As the outcome of your faith, he says, you obtain the salvation of your souls. So what he's saying is, we got to hang in there with Jesus Christ. We cannot give up on God in our lives because God will not give up on you and me. You hear that? How many of you ever felt like God has given up on you, especially with the kind of stuff that we're experiencing in our world? Doesn't it feel like our whole world is coming unglued this week? Who would have imagined that America would be in turmoil at the level that we're observing in our country today? Friends, if you look out there, you're going to see war, you're going to see hatred. If you look to Jesus, you're going to see answers, you're going to see love, you're going to see acceptance, and you're going to grow in Christ to become gold. So according to the Bible, wisdom is more precious than gold. And a life of godly character is like gold tried in the fire. Give me more of it. For these reasons, friends, when God finishes his work in you or me, every man or woman who goes the distance with Jesus will be more precious than gold. That is why it is important to never give up on Jesus in your life. To never think that God is through with you. To never look at yourself and somehow feel like you've blown it so bad that you can't move on. It is not so. We forget the things that lie behind. We press on toward the upward call in Christ Jesus. Friends, the cross of Christ is planted in history as a testament that God forgives so that we can overcome in the atmosphere of forgiveness. Every person who overcomes, every man and woman in Christ is more precious than gold. Isaiah 13, 12, God says, I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. Ophir probably means Africa or some part of that continent since it means ashes in Hebrew. Ophir comes from the Hebrew word for ashes. Ashes are dark. And so the complexion of skin to the south where the sun is hard is dark. The complexion to the north is light. Who cares? God loves everybody, whether their complexion is dark or light, because God is the Savior of every race. Uphaz is most likely related to the word Ophar in some way or another in Hebrew. Most Bible scholars recognize Africa as the source of Solomon's gold. I know this to be true. I had a relative who paid someone $10,000 to go to Africa and pan for gold. And he thought, well, maybe nothing would happen from it. But one day he got in the mail a jar of gold worth $60,000 with little gold pieces from Ophir, Africa. So Africa has gold. The pre-existent Christ was pictured in Daniel 10 as the priestly man in linen who was dressed with a golden girdle around his waist like the pure gold of Uphaz. In Daniel 12, he stands over the waters of the great river because Jesus is the potentate of time who stands over his people. As time rushes on, as people represented by waters move through time, Christ is in charge of his people. And friend, the river of God's people moving through time comes to the great sea at the end of days where every person meets before God and the great judgment at the end of the world. But guess what? Christ 
stands over the river. He is interacting with our lives every moment of our existence. Daniel 10.5 I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a man clothed in linen whose loins were girded with the gold of Uphaz, the man in linen who stands over the waters. In the book of Revelation, Jesus wears that same golden girdle as the man in linen because Jesus is the man in linen in Daniel 10 and Daniel 12. Christ walked on water in the Gospels. Why? Because the man in linen in Daniel 12 stands over the waters of the stream. And so he is showing that he is this miraculous figure in Daniel 10 and 12 in his ministry to his disciples. The man in linen in Daniel 12 is the son of man in Daniel 7 and Revelation 1.13. Look at Revelation 1.13 with me. The Bible says, And in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe with a golden girdle around his breast. And so Jesus is the man in linen in Daniel 12. We see him in Revelation with the golden girdle. Friend, gold is wealth. Gold is wisdom. Gold is character tried in the fire, but more than this, gold is Jesus. Christ is wrapped in gold because gold is Jesus. Jesus' wisdom, Jesus' character, Jesus' strength in your life is the golden thing of life. Christ is the lion of the tribe of Judah in the book of Revelation. A lion's mane is golden. You can't look at Jesus and not look at someone who is golden in the eyes of God. And so I'm grateful this day for the gold that is Jesus. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 1.25 that Jesus is both the wisdom and the power of God who has become for us our righteousness, our perfection, our glorification, so that no one can boast in anyone but Jesus. How many of you like that? Christ is all in all for us. I mean, if you're looking at yourself to impress God, I'm sorry, you don't impress God. But if you're looking to Christ because you can't impress God, if you're looking to Christ because you need to grow, friend, God looks at Jesus and he sees you. He sees you because Jesus stands for you. And Paul got this. Christ has become for us everything in our journey. In Ephesians 1 and Philippians 4.19, Paul tells us that all the riches, all the treasures that belong to our almighty, infinite God in his infinite bank account that all of them are found in the person of Jesus Christ. When God gave Jesus, he emptied his bank account. He took all the gold in heaven's treasury and he deposited it into this world to save us from our sins. Christ is the golden treasure from God. Do you want to be rich in your life? I'll take a vote today. You want to be rich in your life? Anybody here? I want to be rich in my life. Then get to know Jesus in your life. Jesus is golden. Gold is created in the heart of a star. And Jesus declares in Revelation twenty-two sixteen that he is the bright and morning star. In Revelation 3, Jesus speaks to the last church age that is symbolized by the church of Laodicea that is a lukewarm and self-righteous church full of fat cats that don't care about a relationship with Jesus, altogether arrogant Lives without Christ, the church of Laodicea, describing a group of people who have all the opportunities at the time of the end to know God, but who do not know him. And right there, in the last church age, Jesus reminds the Laodicean church who he really is. In Revelation 3.14, Jesus introduces himself as the Ancient One. 
that goes way back, the one who made the universe at the dawn of time, and thus the one who can make you and me in time, every day of our lives. Christ is the relevant one in the book of Revelation, the great I am. Revelation 3, verse 14. And to the angel of the church in Laodicea write, the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. So you go far enough back, if you go to the primordial atom that was the universe, the first spark of light in the darkness of time and space, physicists tell us that some consciousness had to measure that first blast of energy or the universe would not exist. We'll continue with today's Reaching Your Heart and Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. If you'd like to attend the worship service, I will have details on how you can do that here at the close of our broadcast today, so please stay tuned. You can always attend online at reachinghearts.org slash video. That's reachinghearts.org slash video. Many archived messages are available there for you, and you can attend the live service in a streaming format at that website, reachinghearts.org slash video. Let's continue now with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in today's Reaching Your Heart. Some mind had to be there. Some quantum measurement had to occur. And how did it happen? Of course, they don't know, but we know. The Bible says at the dawn of time, Christ was there. He was the beginning of God's creation. Friend, if Christ was at the beginning, He can be in your today. And He can be at the end for you as well. You should never underestimate these words that are in your Bible because when you read these precious words in your Bible, you are in fact interacting directly with Jesus Christ. You can't separate Him from the words of the Scriptures who is the living and the abiding Word of God. Christ's words are faithful because He is faithful. His words are true because He is the true witness. His words are genuine because He is the beginning of God's creation. He is genuine. His thoughts and words are in your Bible. And so when you read your Bible, you're talking to Him. You're interacting with Him. It's as if He's sitting next to you. Friend, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the Word in John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The man or woman who dismisses or diminishes the powerful Word of God to look smart like some puffed-up theologian who pontificates ideas upon the Scriptures... That man or woman can never come to know Jesus Christ unless and until he or she in humility surrenders to his word at the foot of the cross. God has placed within our Bible everything we need to know God in Christ. And so it is the pathway to know the living Christ. So when we diminish the scriptures in our life, or we listen to people who would, the devil hates the Bible and he hates the testimony of Jesus. And when we don't take it as the word of God, it has no impact on our lives. But when we scoop up its jewels, when we treasure its words, when its meanings are made ours by prayer on our knees, then the living Christ comes into us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Men and women who turn to the Bible in humility, friend, grow in Jesus Christ as they come to know and come to understand who Jesus is in the Bible, the golden one. I confess this morning that I want Jesus in my life more than gold. Are you with me? I want Jesus in my life more than gold. The world out there is full of hatred, raw, blind hatred. I want the love of Jesus in my life. I don't want the hatred of the world. The world out there is intolerant, right? I want the love, the kindness, the grace, the patience of Jesus in my life. 
The world out there is an intellectual darkness. I want the love, the enlightenment, the truth of Jesus in my life. The world out there is full of lies. Lies are put forth by all kinds of isms. And there's evil out there. I want the truth of God in Christ in my Bible, in my life. I want to know Jesus who is gold to know and gold to hold for the rest of my life as the treasure of God for me. That's what I want. I confess I need Jesus today. We've seen a lot of hatred this last week, and who knows what we'll see next week. Do you agree? I mean, this is a crazy year in American history. This has been an even crazier week in American history. We've seen people on every side hating the other side. We've seen people of different colors demonizing men and women who are not like them. The last time I checked it out in my Bible, Jesus died for everyone in red states or blue states, didn't he? I think he died for everyone. It doesn't matter where they come from. He died for people who are black, white, yellow, any other color, any other spectrum. He died for the world. He could care less about what is the color of your skin. As Martin Luther King Jr. would say, it's the content of what's inside that matters to God. He's looking for a person who will come to him in faith. Jesus died for you and me and for every person also. Jesus died for your worst enemy, just like he died for you. Jesus died for the rich, and Jesus died for the poor. Jesus died for the most despised person that you may feel hatred for, and the most treasured person in the world also. He died for them. With Jesus, there is no difference. He died for them all, and the question is why? Because he treasures them more than the gold of Ophir. So this morning in this new life that comes in Christ, I confess proudly, I confess Jesus and I choose Jesus. Jesus is the golden choice at this time of our lives. And when I choose Jesus, friend, there's no room for the hatred, the darkness, the ignorance of the world with Christ in my life. God has made Jesus to be our wisdom, our wealth, our knowledge, our righteousness, our perfection, so that when we glory in the gold that is God, we glory in Jesus. It's a new year, and many people are choosing all kinds of things, both good and bad. How many of your New Year's resolutions have collapsed already? You had some that haven't happened? You're working on them? Okay, we're in that kind of zone. The golden choice for you and me is to choose Jesus. Can we get more basic than that? The golden choice is to choose Jesus. I was driving yesterday when I almost hit a man in the middle of the road who was waving at me to go around me. He was waving, going around. His car was behind him. He had a red chair in the middle of the road in front of him, so he figured if he got hit by the chair, at least it would protect the car and someone else wouldn't get hit. I was trying to figure out what was going on. I looked, and his car had stalled. He had blinking lights on it. He was standing in the middle of the road with a noble purpose. You could see he was doing it for others, not himself. He was afraid that someone would hit his car and get hurt or killed. So he was standing between his car and the oncoming traffic. He was an African-American man with gray hair, a wise figure standing in the gap to protect others from getting slammed. I was moved by the man I saw standing in the road to protect us all as I drove around him and stopped at the red light. When the light ahead turned red, I got out of my car. And so I held up the traffic. I went back to him and I gave him a gift that would help him stand in the gap and not be harmed. I had 
an expensive flashlight in my car that was an LED flashlight. As you would hit the button, it would also go to a red mode that flashed like a police light or something. Just a very impressive light. I paid a lot of money for this expensive flashlight. I had it in my hand. The man in the street stood for love, but he only needed one thing in his hand to make it work for those coming at him. He needed a light in his hand that was bright enough to show the way. He was surprised to see me, a white man walking suddenly toward him, a black man in this awful climate of hatred in our country. But suddenly he saw my face was full of love, and I could tell that his face was full of love, and he could tell that I was a friend trying to make a difference. I said, sir, here is a light in my hand. It's set on bright. It's flashing red. Take the light. Don't give it back. You use it to protect your life on the road. He looked at me with a smile, and I could tell he knew that I wanted him to be safe, that in some distant kind of way, I cared about him. And, you know, he cared about me because that's why he was standing in the gap. I wanted him to not get hit by a car as he protected others. I stopped my car in the middle of the road to hold the traffic up, and he stood in the middle of the road to save others from a potential catastrophe. I hope he keeps that flashlight for the rest of his life. I hope he does. It's my favorite flashlight. That man was well worth the gift of my favorite flashlight. Friend, when God sent Jesus into this world, he sent the light of the world to save us. More than a flashlight, a spotlight, a lighthouse that points us to God. John 1.9 says Jesus was the true light that enlightens every man that comes into the world. God sent Jesus to show us the golden rule and the golden way that is Jesus. When Jesus was reviled, Jesus did not revile back, Peter says. When Jesus suffered injustice, Jesus suffered for us all so we could learn to seek the better justice that comes from God who is just. When Christ was beaten, scourged, stripped naked, pushed out of the Jewish gate, the eastern gate, to die on the cross, Christ went to the cross as a man from the land of Ophir showed up suddenly. As he was carrying his cross up the hill, a man from Africa showed up And the Romans commanded him to carry his cross. He was Simon of Cyrene. Well, unfortunately, we need to leave it there for the first portion of Golden Choices in the New Life with Pastor Michael Oxentanko. Today's Reaching Your Heart. Make sure you tune in next time when we complete this message. We would really love for you to be a part of our worship service. It's held every Saturday at 11 o'clock. That address is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. Or if you're more comfortable, you're certainly welcome to watch online at reachinghearts.org slash video. reachinghearts.org slash video. The live broadcast will be streaming and available for you on that website. reachinghearts.org slash video. Thanks for listening, and we do pray that God is reaching your heart.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.